2: Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. We have a call. Good timing. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this?
4: Well, good afternoon, Matt. It's Gene Simmons of KISS.
3: Gene Simmons of KISS. Wow. That's uh, wonderful to hear from you, sir. (laughs)
4: How are well, you? Oh, my goodness. What is that noise?
3: Oh, that was, uh, that was my special Gene Simmons of Kiss air horn. I only use it when we get a call from Gene Simmons of Kiss.
4: Well, I'm truly honored, Matt.
3: Yes, thank you. We're honored to hear from you, sir. You know, you are in my favorite band.
4: It's a bit, a bit annoying, but a truly honored.
3: Thank you. What can we do for you, Gene Ma- Simmons of KISS?
4: Matt, I'm calling because I wanted to let you know, more than more than anybody else, I wanted mm-hmm. to let you to be the first to know that I've added 17 more shows to the February lineup
3: uh-huh.
4: at the Schnoor Arena.
3: Wow, 17 the, more? Yeah.
4: Wow. On top of the 47 that have been added yes. to the original show.
3: So you're doing like a residency here in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire.
4: That's correct, Ma.
3: I think we deserve it.
4: It's all because of you, Ma.
3: Really? It's because of me? I thought perhaps you might well, uh, credit Dan Randlett. He's the biggest Kiss fan I know.
4: Well, he is the biggest Kiss fan, perhaps, in his mind. But you are letting Ace Frilly and myself stay at your place when we are there to do all 58 shows.
3: I had forgotten about that. Didn't we agree that Ace was going to stay somewhere else? I thought we were just going to have you stay there. We no, can have
4: Ace too. you do? did mention on the air, actually, that Ace and myself could stay at your place. Okay. And that Jenny was going to stay somewhere else.
3: Oh, oh right, right. Well, we do have a fold-out couch. I guess we can put Ace there. Oh, boy. Well... Yeah, we'll get a couple of air mattresses or something. Will you and Ace, will you share an air mattress?
4: Whatever it takes. We just need a place to stay.
3: Yeah, all right. I'd rather have Paul stay there because he's my favorite. No offense, Gene Simmons of Kiss, but Paul Stanley is my hero.
4: Paul will be staying at the Cadillac Motel.
3: Okay, wow, no kidding. Well, you are doing a residency, so I know at the Cadillac they have a uh, long-term uh, residence so to speak.
4: Uh, Well, that's the thing. All of us were going to stay at the Cadillac Motel, but it's fully booked. They have rooms there for a lifetime.
3: Right. (laughs) Uh, Michael Alber, who is a top fan, is asking, will Shannon Tweed be there, your lovely bride? Shannon
4: and I are on sabbatical. Oh, you are? That's correct.
3: Oh, no like uh like a separation
4: Matt there are some things that I just don't want to talk about because they're very
3: personal I understand I understand well you know I'm I'm, I'm sorry to hear that Gene Simmons of kiss uh I was hoping maybe uh what about her sister uh, Tracy is she gonna be around I'm just asking for Probably. Michael um, Michael was wondering <laughs> most likely yes yes. All right. Well, that's that's fine, then.
4: And don't forget to catch me next Thursday in the Mall of New Hampshire parking lot while I'll be ringing the bell for the Salvation Army at J.C. Penney.
3: <laughs> wow! No kidding! Oh, boy.
4: From noon to 1.
3: Right, right. And then do you hand that off to the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willette?
4: I'm sorry, you cut out there, Matt. What was that?
3: Oh, I was just asking do you then hand that off to the People's Mayor, Glenn R.J. Willett, because he does that.
4: Yes, he'll be taking over for me at 1 o'clock.
3: That's exciting. Well, wow. very nice. Uh, you're going to be very busy. You're going to have a busy holiday season, Gene Simmons of KISS.
4: That's correct. And if you donate $10 while you're there with me at JCPenney, I will give you 25% off KISS tickets at the Schnoor Arena in February.
3: Somehow I doubt that.
4: Oh yeah, of little fit, mom.
3: <laughs> Did you talk that over with Paul? Because I only ask because Gene Simmons of Kiss. I know you, you're, you, you're this. Uh, you present yourself as this great businessman, but the Kiss fans, we kind of know that it's actually Paul Stanley who runs the band. I mean, we've kind of figured that out.
4: Paul and I have worked this out.
3: Hmm.
4: Paul is okay with this.
3: He signed off.
4: Paul It was Paul's idea.
3: <laughs> OK. All right, if you say so, Gene Simmons of Kiss, if you say so
4: Well, they approached Paul and they asked him if he wanted to do it, and he didn't want to do it, so I said, "I'll do the Mall of New Hampshire thing if, if Easy G does it with me. So Easy G will be standing there with me. Oh. At the Mall of New Hampshire from noon to one, ringing the bell.
3: Who do you feel is the bigger star, uh Gene Simmons of KISS, you or uh Easy G? Oh is this a trick
4: question? Or?
3: No, no, I I'm sincerely uh I'm very sincere. I'm always very sincere, uh sir.
4: Well Matt, as you know, the biggest star ever is Gene Simmons of KISS.
3: Yes, yes.
4: But but Easy G is by all means the local manchester star right after of course after michael martineau
3: yes yes michael martineau is clearly the biggest star of all yes i am clearly (laughs) the biggest star (laughs) yes yes brian Mackey in the facebook live chat says hi matt i think you should have paul call in oh my goodness wow Uh, well paul is my favorite but uh but we seem to have established uh, a relationship with uh, Gene Simmons of KISS. He's joined us many times. He's even joined us uh, here in the studio, although he always looks a little different.
4: But he's in disguise. Paul Stanley's way too busy. Paul Stanley's way too busy to be calling into radio shows.
3: Even this one? That's nah, very disappointing.
4: Well, that's his. that's his mantra, I guess you could say.
3: <laughs> what 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 is his mantra? I'm too busy?
4: <laughs> I'm too busy to call into radio shows. Well. Um, mm, mm.
3: <laughs> well, he is a spiritual man.
4: Very much so.
3: Yes, yes. Wow. Well, you should uh now while you're here while you're here, uh Gene Simmons of Kiss, will you be uh connecting with uh Scumpy from the band Defcon
4: Please. Um, I might. I might be bumping into him.
3: Wow. (laughs) It's very exciting. He plays uh, some of your songs, I think.
4: That's right, yes. I give him full permission to any song that he wants to cover.
3: Right. Brian says, I talked to Paul earlier today. He's not busy. Hmm...
4: I'm sorry, you cut out again. He's not what? He's not busy?
3: Brian Brian claims that he talked to Paul earlier and he's not busy. And Michael Albert claims that EZG is a colonel in the KISS Army. (laughs) They're both correct. Wow. Oh, my. And uh, Stephen Philbrook joins us in the Facebook live chat.
4: Stephen Philbrook's another big fan.
3: Yes, yes, he is. Do you still hang out with... uh, I know you're friends with uh, President Trump, or at least you were during uh, your appearance on The Apprentice. It seems like you guys were pretty chummy. Do you still talk with him?
4: Donald Trump is a tool.
3: Oh, oh my goodness. Wow, Gene Simmons of Kiss. I'm, you uh, run a risk of alienating some of your audience with that kind of talk. I'm very surprised.
4: No, I mean, he's a very useful tool of oh. the government, oh. and uh, everybody needs him.
3: Right. Well, you also uh, risk alienating uh, uh, some of your audience with being so pro-Trump, uh, Gene Simmons of KISS. I, I thought you'd be more—I uh, thought you would dodge the question, but uh, I give you credit for meeting it uh, head-on. Uh, Stefan in the uh, Facebook live chat, says, It's that time of year where I need to share some sappy comments with Mr. Gene Simmons. Um, Oh, he wants to share sappy comments with you. Brian says, uh, Stephen Philbrook is a Paul man. Sorry, Gene. And, uh, Archie Frangudis joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hello, fans. Yes. You do bring the fans, Gene Simmons of Kiss.
4: Well, when word gets around that Gene Simmons of Kiss is going to be on there, people do, uh, take part and, uh, their community it's the kiss army
3: yes yes you've got the kiss army you've got the kiss navy with the uh the cruise the annual chris uh kiss cruise you guys do it's uh it's amazing
4: that's right and this time of the year we have the kiss salvation army and as i said don't don't uh don't forget we'll be at the mall of new hampshire this saturday from noon till one with EZG banging the tambourine asking for money And 25% off KISS tickets (laughs) from donations of $100 or more.
3: Right. I'm still very uh, skeptical about that, uh, Gene Simmons of KISS. That doesn't sound real to me. Oh, I promise.
4: Just look for me. Just look for me. I'll be in full Gene Simmons garb with the Santa hat on and the tambourine. And easy G by my side.
3: Amy Hazard King says, useful tool referring to uh donald trump i believe oh uh stefan says oh, oh not dot uh, comments commercials sappy commercials stefan says do you know what, he, what he's referring to uh gene simmons of kiss
4: i do know what he's referring to
3: oh you do okay i wondered if he was referring to this commercial remember this
2: kiss the incredible outrageous rock group wants you to kiss your face Introducing Kiss Your Face Makeup, just like the makeup worn by Gene, Paul, Peter, or Ace. Kiss Your Face Makeup has all the equipment you need. Professional makeup, brushes, and cream remover with makeup diagrams so you can look like Gene, look like Paul, look like Peter, or look like Ace. So kiss, kiss, kiss your face, and get your act together. Kiss Your Face Makeup is from Remco. Do you remember that,
3: Gene Simmons of Kiss? I do remember that. I do remember that. Paul actually
4: wrote the words to that commercial he's a brilliant writer
3: oh okay wow all right well good (laughs) i didn't know he wrote the uh i didn't know he wrote the commercials
4: paul writes everything for KISS.
3: well what about this one did he write this one
2: is KISS, each sold separately, and you can put them in any crazy pose you Kiss, want. That's
5: the name, Kiss, they may look insane. Kiss, if rocks your
2: game it's KISS! KISS, each 12 and a half inch figure sold separately by Mego.
3: Wow. Did Paul write that one?
4: That one was a collaboration actually. A lot of people don't know this one. Paul Stanley actually sat with Alice Cooper. And wrote that commercial. Wow. 1977.
3: Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the ad came out in 78, so that makes sense. Uh, Brian Mackey says, yep. uh, let's review banging on the tambourine and asking for money. Yep, sounds like the 80s. Uh Philbrook says, better get ready to cry, Gene. I'm about to jam your inbox with sappy commercials. Oh,
4: no. It doesn't surprise me.
3: <laughs> well, all right. I, I, I feel like there's some sort of inside uh, thing there with uh, you and uh, Mr. Philbrook, uh, Gene Simmons. Of well, Kiss. Mr. Philbrook has,
4: uh, d- during this time of the year, Mr. Philbrook uh, likes to um, share uh, very uh, intimate uh, holiday commercials with uh, Gene Simmons. Of Kiss. Ah. All right. Don't ask me why. I have no idea, but um, it's very nice, actually, very touching.
3: Yes, yes. Uh, Brian Mackey shared I, uh, I, a, a link to uh, "Beth" by uh, by Kiss, but you didn't write that. That was uh, Peter Chris, of course.
4: That is right.
3: Yes, yes.
4: And do you know who that song is about? Uh, uh, who that song is about?
3: Well, I know that, that o- song, I know that originally it was titled Beck, And then, uh, because it was about a uh, young lady named Becky, and then Gene Simmons uh, suggested changing it to to Beth, otherwise people might think he had written a song about Jeff Beck. That's the story I heard. Oh, is that not true, Gene Simmons of Kiss?
4: No, the song is about Beth.
3: Oh. Okay.
4: That's correct. (laughs)
3: So, oh, okay. Well, I thought the story I heard was a little better, but okay:
4: Yeah, no, that's all fluff. The story you heard about Beck, and I've heard about that that Jeff Beck thing. Yes. There is nothing to do with absolutely nothing to do with Jeff Beck. The song is about Beth. It was about some chick that uh, Peter met in a bar one night. Uh, he stopped her, uh, blew her off, gave her 50 bucks, let her go, and uh, that was it. The song's <laughs> about Beth. And she really, quite frankly, wasn't that good-looking. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the record company said, hey, look, we need a ninth track on the album, uh, so uh, uh, Peter sat down and uh, wrote Beth.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah,
4: And actually, her name was Bertha, but it didn't go well with the rest of the song, <laughs> right. so we named it Beth.
3: Right, yeah, Bertha wouldn't work as well, yeah. Uh,
4: Bertha, I hear you calling. Yeah, no, it didn't
3: work. Doesn't work. No. Uh, Michael Albert says, "What is it touching?" I'm not sure what he's referring to. Is he referring to your tongue? Um, Stefan says, "Asking for a friend, Gene. What is the best way to treat your skin? Make sure it's moist after it's been wrapped in plaster." I'm just talking about a part of my body. <laughs> oh my.
4: Oh, dear. I'm not going to answer that. (laughs) I'll private message you. I'll private message you, fan.
3: That's probably uh, for the best. Was that Stefan? That was Stefan Philbrook, yes, yes.
4: Right. Yes. I'll I'll private message him on that one.
3: Well, there is a song about that that I might uh, might have to end the show with today, Uh, Plaster Caster.
4: Plaster Caster? Yes,
3: Yes. from, uh, from Destroyer. Grab hold of me faster, Matt. <laughs> those are the, well, those are the lyrics, yes. Right. Right. You know who wrote that song? Uh, You did, I think. Didn't you, uh, Gene? Simmons of Kiss? I I actually wrote that
4: song with the great Paul Williams.
3: Wow, really? I remember Paul Williams. A little guy. Yes. Short little guy.
4: A little guy. Actually <laughs> still alive. He also wrote the theme to The Love Boat.
3: I didn't know that. Did you help him write that?
4: No, I didn't help him write that. Aced oh, Ace did. Ace Frehley and Paul Williams wrote the theme to the love book.
3: I had no idea. I learned so much from you, Gene Simmons of Kiss. We all do.
4: Well, it's the holiday season. It's the time of giving, so I figured I'd reveal a few things.
3: <laughs> yes, I think that's wonderful. Well, uh, Gene Simmons of Kiss, will have to... We'll have to go in a moment. Uh, Fridays we uh, wrap listen, up Listen, I gotta the show. go.
4: Yes, we. I do have to go. I am on tour, and uh, we're yes. on stage right now. I uh, <laughs> we're just taking a break. There's there's been a drum solo on for the past twenty minutes, and I'm sure his arms are getting really tired. So I gotta get back on stage.
3: All right, Gene Simmons of Kiss. Thank you so much for the call.
4: Hey, listen. God gave rock and roll to you. Gave rock and roll to everyone.
3: Yes, to everyone. Thank you, Gene. All right, Gene Simmons of KISS. Wow, very exciting. Can you believe... I mean, is that why you... That's probably the real reason you come in, Michael Martineau, because you get to talk to the stars.
0: Yes, I do. You get to
3: talk to EZG. You get to talk to Gene Simmons of KISS. I mean, what more could you ask for? Talking to you every day. Thank you. I was hoping you'd say that, Michael Martineau. Thank you very much, and that uh, that deserves... Yes. All right, well, we do need to wrap up because it is Friday. And, of course, on Fridays, uh, we finish uh, we finish up the program a little bit early because we are followed by, at 6 p.m., Granite State of Mind, hosted by the great uh, Rob Azevedo. And Rob has uh, typically live musicians come in and play. So they need a bit of time to set up. So uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you to Gene Simmons of KISS uh, for calling. Uh, as well as uh, Matt Nisanoff uh, from the Politopod podcast. That was a lot of fun talking with him. Thank you, uh, Michael Martineau. Always nice to see you.
0: Yep. Always nice to see you y- as well.
3: Yes, yes. Thank you to all our new listeners on KCOW, even though uh, Michael doesn't believe in you. And, uh thank you to everybody in the Facebook live chat come on down to the hop knot at 1000 Elm Street Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet
6: pretzel bar tell us more Trudy we make our dough fresh every day we make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer cocktails and a few bottles of wine we do the traditional pretzel and we have multiple flavors for that we also do stuffed pretzels pretzel sandwiches free dessert pretzels and pretzel knots the hop
0: knot
3: in the Brady Sullivan At 1000 Elm Street. From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton
0: Unleashed. I know you're somewhat a wrestling fan, right? I am a wrestling fan, yes, Michael Martineau. I want to bring something up that happened yesterday. Oh, what happened? You know, Jim Cornette. Yes, Jim
3: Cornette. I listen to his podcast occasionally. Uh, the Jim Cornette Experience, because he. Well, what I like about Jim Cornette not only uh, does he have decades of experience in the wrestling business, but he also talks about politics on his show too. And and he's very very funny. Yeah.
0: So um, the NWA we like um, is having a comeback. So they have a online series called NWA. Power every Tuesday. They we set like six o'clock at night. And um he had to, he had was he had to resign be because of a comment he made on air during the show. But be- before you go any
3: further, Michael, we should just clarify for people. So the NWA is the National Wrestling Alliance. Yes. An organization that goes back, I think, more than a hundred years at this point probably. Um and uh, they they've had a bit of a resurgence. They have a show that airs uh strictly on YouTube yep. called uh, NWA Power because yeah. it's spelled with multiple Rs at yeah. the end and it's the promotion uh that was uh purchased by uh Billy Corgan uh recently Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins yeah.
0: now owns uh the NWA. Yeah, so um so the first match on the show last night was a, a non-title match between the Wood the NWA world heavyweight champion Nick Aldis who was formerly Magnus in TNA. In TNA, yes. All right. So basically And he's married to Mickey James by the way who he, currently is in WWE. Yeah. Um and Trevor Murdoch who used to be in WWE. Um so Cornette had to so during the match last night, um Cornette Cornette made a comment and he had to resign um Afterward, because he was trying to please Murdoch, who's been a veteran of the Western industry for like, tw- for like twenty. 20- yeah, he was in WWE for a while. Yeah, yeah. So it was a non-title match, and then Murdoch um, Cornette was trying to please Murdoch for his toughness, and then he went Super wayso. Wait so on it. Do you want to hear what the comment is? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can tell us what he said. And just to be
3: clear, this is Michael's going to tell us what Jim Cornette said yeah. during commentary during the match. It's yeah. not Michael
0: saying it, it's Michael telling us yeah. what Cornette said. He's the only man I've ever known that can strap a bucket of fried chicken on his back and ride a motor school scooter across Ethiopia. Right.
3: And. um. People, so from what I understand, because I I did see this, uh, and I just got the uh, Facebook live video back up. Sorry about that, everybody. The uh, system here froze up is what happened, so I had to reboot it. Um, from from what I understand, the NWA actually took they ended up taking down the video because this this show that they're doing that's on YouTube. It's it's an hour every week, and they um they took it down. And they're editing out Cornette's comments, and
0: then I assume they will. If they haven't already, they'll be putting it back up. Yeah, because I I, I wasn't to to wait last night, so I'm going to get another call on your phone again.
3: No, no, just somebody commenting. Uh, Mike Pelopita joins us in the uh, Facebook Live chat. Hello, Mike. Yeah, so did, I'm sorry, did you say, what What did you just say? I, I got distracted by the Facebook thing. I, I, I,
0: yeah, I thought you were on a phone call oh, no, on but, your phone. No,
3: but before that, you, you did, did you say,
0: did they already put the video back up, or are they still? Yeah, it, or because they have it scheduled for, like, every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock, so, and so I, so, and I, so, I heard it got taken down. Then they put it back, put it back up again. It was like eight minutes into the show time that he said the, he said the comment. So now, um,
3: have you watched the show? By the way, have you watched any of this? I don't mean that episode specifically, but just general. Have you watched?
0: Yeah, I, 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 I try to watch it. it. It's a, it's, it's, it's a interesting product for like. But yeah, it 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 is gonna be research it's kind of and they're going back to the old school field of doing it in right and in, in the TV studio and, and it's and, it, and it's pretty nice comment they've got some good characters in there and some good names that you'll recognize so it's yeah but the appeal of the show, and I've only watched a little bit
3: because I've just been so busy. I haven't even been keeping up on the uh, normal uh, wrestling shows that I watch because I usually I like to watch uh, NXT and I like uh, Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, I, I was at Monday Night Raw in Boston on Monday night. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, but because um, I, I do want to hear about it. But mm, I um I did watch a little bit because I got curious.
0: Oh <coughs> boy.
3: How long oh, did you get this
0: me. cough over? It's been like
3: three weeks. No, it's been about uh, six years now I've been coughing. Uh, but uh, it, it can't be anything terminal or would have killed me by now. So, uh, no, I, uh, I I did watch a little bit of it. And, um, no, it, it's very well done. If you like, uh, oh, hello to uh, Archie Frank who rejoins us on Facebook. If you like the old school wrestling um kind of like uh like i you know when i grew up when i was growing up in the 80s it kind of reminds me of that but it's very well done it's not cheesy or hokey or anything but it's just done in kind of that old school style they even have like a cheesy like uh, 80s rock song for uh yeah, it, for a theme and yeah, it's, it's
0: pretty cool in, into the fire by Dawkins.
3: yes into the fire by Dawkins, yeah Jeez, maybe i'll play that at the end of today's show but uh so that's kind of fun so no, but it's it is very well done, and that's been the appeal. Uh, the the response to it online, I know, has been very positive because people really like it. That it's yeah. like got this old school vibe, but you know, but it it doesn't look. I mean, it you know, it, it looks modern and everything, um, and they've obviously uh, put some money into it. Billy Corgan has put some money to it into it, and so forth, and you may have other investors. Uh, I I don't know, but yeah. So the the Jim Cornette comment now has he addressed? Do you know if he's addressed the comment other than he's now resigned? I've have, I've have, I
0: have no idea
3: to be to be honest. Well, here's what's so interesting about it to me. And and by the way, Cornette, if you listen to his podcast and like I said, it's called the Jim Cornette Experience and I um I haven't had a chance to listen to it much lately, but I really enjoy it because they not only do they talk about wrestling and and I'm a wrestling fan you know, since I was probably 12 years old, but, but he also talks a lot about politics and boy, I'll tell you, if you want to hear someone really eviscerate Trump, (laughs) Cornette is, uh, is brutal on the guy. Um, but, uh, Cornette, you know, he's, I, he's very liberal and I, here's, here's my theory. I wonder, because I, I don't think he would say anything racist. Hello, racist. Hello to Jenny who rejoins us in the Facebook live chat. I don't think he he would say anything racist just because, for one thing, from listening to his podcast, I know how he feels about racism. So when he made the comment about you know Trevor Murdoch, he what was it? He could strap strap fried chicken on his back and walk through Ethiopia. Why, no why bike
0: through Ethiopia? Because. Right. Murdoch has been Murdoch is a tough tough competitor. Tough competitor of yeah. his wife and he's he's trying to try and make a he's he's trying to make a comeback into the NWA so it's Now, yeah, and, and he's kind of a redneck well, at least in WWE
3: he was kind of a redneck character. I don't know if that's yeah, what he is in
0: or, or or he he's he he's from Texas, so well, not everyone from Texas. Michael,
3: are you saying that everyone from Texas is a redneck? Uh-oh. You're going to have to resign now. You've said you're racist. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh,
0: no, no. No. I'm I'm holding back on that comment because my
2: Imagine your new bathroom In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting Nine Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform. Uh, meme
0: lives in Texas and <gasps> you're oh my goodness wait your meme
3: lives in Texas and you just said something you just said something racist about your own meme oh my oh my God. boy I thought I thought EZG had had some terrible scandals over the years on on uh, these programs but you sir you have stepped in it you've and you know what you've stepped in a big Texas cow pie is that what they call that or cow patty no cow pie that's not Cow pie, it's not cow pie, it's cow patty. That's what I meant to say. Cow pie is something else. Cow pie is what now when I was a kid, my mother Have you ever had shepherd's pie? Yes. Well, my mother, she would make it with ground beef, so she called it cow pie. Because it's 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 from a cow. That's what I meant. That's why I was thinking about uh that. Do you have anything racist you'd like to say about your mother? Or just just your meme? No. Uh, just your meme. Would you like to publicly apologize
0: for uh, for your comments? I think you I, should. I, I'm I'm sorry about the comment I made about Lenox in Texas. That's my fault. Because yeah, yeah,
3: that was your fault, Michael.
0: Because here's the thing. Here's why I think it's a good idea to apologize.
3: someday, if you decide to run for public office, and I'm thinking specifically, let's say you decide to run for president, you can't win without Texas. But actually, that's not true. Why am I saying that? Because if that were true, then no Democrat would ever win the presidency. You can win without Texas, Michael. But you might not want to have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might need those Texans. Yes. So, you know. And let's be honest. I mean, not everyone. I mean, maybe most of them. Beto O'Rourke is clearly not a uh, redneck. He's very well spoken. Which is not to say that most Texans aren't. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying what Michael Martineau said. I wouldn't sign on to that comment. My goodness. Well, I hope you... uh, Now, are you going to call her to apologize? Because she probably listens to the show.
0: (laughs) I don't think she does, but I'll I'll, I'll, I'll probably hear it from my dad, probably.
3: (laughs) Oh, Michael, I just received a text message from her. She
0: says her feelings are very hurt. (laughs) She doesn't have your number. Well, she has the... I give the number out on the show. She's a... Babysitter. She's she's not on Facebook that often. well, we'll, we'll, Well, you know, you just stream it online, you know. Plus, we're oh,
3: I forgot. I forgot to tell you. So, we're, well, like, what city does she live in? She's she's in
0: the she's in the Fort Worth, Dallas area.
3: Right. I I forgot to mention, uh, and there was a big announcement too. I was supposed to say it at the top of the show. I totally forgot. We've been syndicated to uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. We're on a big station there. Uh, it's uh, KCOW. We're on uh, KCOW in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, and the show runs on a loop. So we're live there uh, during this two hour block, and then the show just replays over and over in, on uh, KCow in Dallas, Fort Worth. Come on, phone work. Yeah, I know. You're panicking now, right? Because you want to call her and, and tell no. her, uh, don't listen to KCow. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, Michael. Anyway, tell us about. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on from this this terrible scandal. Okay, before we move on from this, I do have to ask you: What do you think is the biggest uh, the bigger scandal? Uh, you saying uh, terrible things about Texans, or are you getting thrown out of the DefCon show under the influence of Jeff Scumpy Lorenz, that Trump supporting, uh, satanic music playing uh, guy? I
0: thought we only clarified that a couple weeks ago.
3: Jeez. Oh, that's true. We did clear the air on that. So so that would mean this is the bigger scandal. Because the other one's been dealt with. Uh, this is probably your meme calling. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hi, guys. How are you? That sounds like our friend Paul Cormier.
0: Well, yes, it is. Hi, Paul. We see. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. He's uh, That's he's, Mikey Martin, though, isn't it? He's a
3: He's a bit flustered at the moment. I don't know if you heard what he said. It was terribly offensive.
7: What What did he say?
3: Hi. I'm not,
7: I'm not <laughs> repeating it on the air.
3: Leave Oh, my goodness. No.
7: <laughs> no. Wow.
3: No. How
7: are Must you, Paul? Must have been very offensive.
3: You ever say anything on the air that you uh, later regretted?
7: Of course.
3: Yes. But you know better to repeat them a second time, obviously.
7: Yes. Yes. Yes, I, I said many things on the air that I regret. It's called Retro Spectrum Radio. Oh, yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there were a few of those what we, moments. Certainly. What, do we
7: do that for six months? I got six months of, of audio footage that I regret saying on the air. <laughs> six months of regret. Wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yep. Well. No, we had fun doing that. We did. About six months of regret. We
3: did. No, I know. It was a lot of fun.
7: Yes, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Who, who, who? I just turned on the radio as I do every day at about five thirty-seven or so. Yes. And uh, who else you got there besides Mikey Martino? It's just, uh, just me and Mikey. Oh, yeah. It's wow. just us. Just us. Sounds guys. like you had a whole party going on in there. I turned the radio on. It sounded like. There was a whole bunch of fun going on in there. But uh, you guys are, uh, you two are a party in yourselves, I guess.
3: Thank you. Well, we did get a call earlier from Dr. Jeff Cassell. Right. So he he, uh, he And then EZG as well. We got a call from him. Oh. oh, yeah. I, sometimes I forget about EZG. Well, he kind of brought us down a little bit. That's okay. Did he? Well, he, he told <laughs> us, uh, 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 you know, about what the Tibbetts clan having a, uh, a death. So that was sad.
1: Oh great. Yeah. Well, yeah,
7: Tibbetts came on the morning show this morning and announced it with us and uh Yes. That was a surprise. We weren't even expecting him to walk through the door. So Oh, you didn't even know he was in the area?
3: 'Cause because... No,
7: no. Oh wow. Peter was all flustered too. Peter didn't know that uh he was gonna walk in either. So uh yeah. huh. and all of a sudden there he was and he was his chipper self, but uh he did bear that bad news about his mom passing away.
3: So. Yeah, yeah. No, that's too bad.
7: And uh much condolences to T and his wonderful brother Gary, who used to be a Manchester police officer, uh, yep. who also lives in Florida now. So Yeah, yeah.
3: Now they're 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 just up here visiting, right? They didn't move back up, right?
7: No, yeah, they're just here visiting. Because um,
3: Eric sounded a little you know,
7: hopefully, confused. Hopefully they'll be here for the holidays, but uh, yeah, yeah he, uh, I, he mentioned this morning that Gary was uh, up here visiting as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Gary and uh, Val is his wife, I don't, right?
7: I'm go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just
3: saying Val is his wife, right?
7: Yes, and I she, believe so, yeah. And,
3: and she's the one who does the good morning, Peter, right? That's Val. Yeah.
7: Yes, that's yes. Uh, uh, Gary's wife. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Gotcha. I can do it just as good as Val, actually.
3: Can you? You ready for this? I'm ready. Don't make it too sexy, though.
7: Mm, good morning, Peter. How's that?
3: That's pretty good. I'm secure enough in my that's masculinity good. to say that was pretty sexy.
7: What do you think, Michael? All right, now, now. Here's, here's my impression of Gene Simmons doing Val. <laughs> All right, ready?
3: Oh, my. Yeah, uh, Yeah, go ahead. Mm, good morning, Peter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. I don't know how to feel about that or what to make of it.
4: Hold on. Let me try to do that one again.
3: Mmm, good
7: morning, Peter. How's that?
3: That's, uh, that's hot. That's hot stuff.
7: Hey, listen, on a lighter note, um, you know, the uh, thing we were talking about the other night, uh, Friday, about having an arcade date with one of the fans... Actually, uh, happened.
0: It, oh, it did. Yeah, and it, it and, did. And and Murphy told me about it when we were partying on Saturday night. But or oh, it happened earlier on Saturday. I missed you when you were partying. But, yeah, at Panucci's. Yes.
3: Why do I feel there's another yes. scandal <laughs> here? No, this <laughs> should sure be
0: emo. Yeah, I won't say.
3: Mm, right. Right.
7: Yes, it was 80s night at Panucci's on oh. Saturday night. Yeah, Radio Stuff. Uh, that's where I think is that where you were partying, Mike?
0: Yep, with Ed
3: Murphy and L. When you were partying, were you getting it in? I think that's what the young people say now. They talk about getting it in. One woman approached
0: me and we danced and I didn't <gasps> even completely know about it.
3: But, but were you getting it in? <laughs>
0: I didn't get that far, but we, we did get we didn't get that far, but it was a fun time. You were almost getting it in, is what you're saying, Michael Martineau no. almost, and she was twice so twice as old as me. That's okay. Nothing wrong with uh, an older woman.
7: Just remember to pull it out if you uh, get it oh, in. Oh
3: my goodness, Paul Cormier! I don't. You took it in the. I can't believe you would say that. My goodness. Well,
7: well. It's true. You don't want it, you don't want any little Mikey Martinos running around <laughs> unplanned, dude.
0: I agree with that policy.
7: Right. Especially, especially conceiving on the dance floor at Panucci's, if you know what I mean.
3: That that'd make a great uh that'd make a great story <laughs> though for the for the kids and the grandkids and future yeah, generations right. how that how that uh occurred. Well, then again, if she's, uh, but if she's uh, twice, if this woman is twice uh, Mr. Martineau's age, that might not even be uh, plausible.
7: Oh, so Mikey's uh, mixing it up with the uh, older ladies these days.
3: He's like, uh, he's just like Christian Lacoste. He likes a cougar. You like the cougars, Mikey. Apparently I do. Ah, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Nothing wrong with that.
7: Wow. Nothing wrong with that at all.
3: Amy Hazard King is in the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, She says, and it was a great time, Paul. We also helped park a car. Ha ha. What does that mean? Is this a scandal?
7: Yes. All these scandals. Oh, no. Amy and I were walking down Elm Street. Actually, we had just just, um, parked on Elm Street parallel right in front of the pint. Yes. And while we were sitting there, one minute had passed, and... Somebody had pulled out ahead of us, uh, left their parking spot, and two our or car full of young ladies pulled up to try to attempt to parallel park in the spot that was now open in front of us, and we watched them like a train wreck or a fire out of control <laughs> yeah. for five minutes trying to parallel park this car, and it was the funniest thing on the planet. I mean, I could sit here and try to describe this to you, but... It would be ridiculous. It was the most ridiculous thing I had ever witnessed in my life, watching these people try to... And then halfway through this car, by the time that the first person in the car decided to bail out of trying to parallel park, their car was already horizontal in on Elm Street. Wow. If you could picture that. So... They swapped seats. They did musical chairs in the car where the passenger now jumped out of the car and took the driver's seat. And she tried parking the car. (laughs) And she she couldn't do it either. So by this time, Amy and I wanted to go to the arcade. You know, I was jonesing for some Dig Dug and some Space Invaders and, and everything else. So we got out of the car and we as we were walking by these uh ladies who were um still trying to parallel park their car 5 minutes now um Amy just looked over to them and said do you need some help and they said yes so Amy climbed in the car and parallel parked their car in under 10 seconds
3: wow no
7: kidding yes
3: that's impressive i i do have some empathy though for those young ladies because i uh I also am terrible at parallel parking. I suspect it might be genetic because so is my mother when I was growing up, my mother always said that had she had to parallel park during her driving test, she never would have been able to get her license and I too struggle with it in fact I am the uh I am the innovator of the twenty eight point turn I don't know if you knew that about me, Paul Cormier
7: really I was wondering who invented that that
3: that is me that was me sand Fant- what you cut out there, Paul.
7: I said fantastic. Ah,
3: yes. All I heard was fan. And then nothing.
7: Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. I said I'm a big fan. Oh, anyway. Yes. Listen, I just wanted to let you know that um, the uh, date went through without a hitch. I pulled it off. I got in. Is that is that the phrase? I you was got, in. You, I went in. You got it in. That's what the young I got people it say in. now.
3: You were getting it in.
7: I was getting it in right there at the arcade. Wow.
3: Oh, all right. Yeah,
7: yeah. I bought her $5 worth of tokens and I was in like Flynn. Wow. Well, that's yeah. that, That's wonderful. Yeah. She even let me hold her hand, fellas. Wow. Good for
0: you, Paul. Wissi.
3: Very ro- for you. Very romantic. Yes,
7: yes. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, so he- don't mess around with me. That's all right.
8: right. I- <laughs> that's <laughs>
3: that's right <laughs> alright Paul Cormier well we gotta start to wrap up uh, Kyle Heavy's gonna be up at uh, 6 with Off the Mark Sports but uh, appreciate the call my friend and uh, glad things went well the other night
7: love Kyle Heavey yes. don't love sports but I love Kyle Heavey he's he, a great guy
3: he's in the room but he doesn't have headphones on so he can't hear you but I'll pass that along Oh, wait. Say that again. um, He's
7: he's putting his head. I I love Kyle Heavey. I love Kyle Heavey. Don't love sports, but I love Kyle Heavey. Well, I appreciate
0: the love there, buddy. I appreciate that a lot. There you go.
7: You are the man. You are the man, Kyle.
0: I, I, I I can only do my best, but that's all you can ask for, right?
7: That's right, my man. That's right. Very nice. All right, my friend. I will let all of you go back to the fun and hijinks. Matt, you have the absolute greatest... Afternoon Drive Radio Show. Thank and you. let's just leave it at that. Thank okay? you. Bye bye.
3: Thanks, Paul. All right. Bye bye. Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar.
6: Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop
3: Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton
9: Unleashed.
3: Plus, I'm, I'm anxious to see what these documents are, EZG has brought, but I first- thought,
9: I thought it got a little better as, as time went on. It, but,
3: did get, it did get better, but it was kind of like coming in and out, like it would be better and then it would start to sound muffled uh, again. And, so maybe, it wasn't-, wasn't Maybe it,
9: because he's from the,
3: all the way from New York. It was not optimum. Uh, let's see. Hello to uh, Michael Martineau in the Facebook live chat. He's also over here. Oh my goodness! Uh, Brian wow. Brian Mackey joins us all the way from Idaho. Uh, Brian says G, and it's multiple G's. I think Brian Mackey is uh, glad to see you, Easy G. Are you awake over there? Yeah. I noticed you were yawning.
9: Yeah, I do it all the time. I know I it's it late in the day.
3: Late in the day for you. Uh, Jenny is in the Facebook live well, chat. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Uh, AJ Davis joins us. AJ, welcome. Haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you in there. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Brian says hi to Jenny and to Michael Martineau. And uh, oh, hi, Matt. LOL. Uh, Wayne Noel joins us all the way from Michigan. Uh, Brian says a renal scan uh, no it was a um no retinal. retinal scan that uh, EZG will have to go through in the future oh, to, uh, to enter the Brady Sullivan Plaza and this building as well from what I understand EZG, oh no just so you know but for but to uh, come and go in this building that in fact will be a renal scan. Uh, so oh, be prepared for that. Uh, you I know, hold guess on. my days are over here. <laughs> well, no, it's just, uh, it, you know, it's not, it's really not so bad. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian says, easy G, let him off the hook. Uh, Wayne Noel says hi to Jenny. Uh, let's see. Amy Hazard King joins us, uh, says good afternoon and happy Friday. Uh, Wayne says, uh, well, the police don't react to anything in New York anyway, referring to uh, if uh, our president uh, were to uh, shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue. Uh, Brian says, uh, when I would visit NYC, I would see teenagers blocking police cars with their lights and sirens going, trying to get through an intersection. So part of it is the blank Blanktards kids that live there. Oh, my goodness. And hello to uh, Rocky Huber, who joins us in the Facebook live chat. Um, now, before before you, uh, Easy G, before we throw it over to you and these documents, yeah, the document. I just want to say, uh, I just want to point out. I, I want to remind everybody, basically, and I'm, I'm reaching into my bag here. I have, oh, yeah. regardless of these documents that EZG has, and I'm sure those are wonderful documents, and I look forward yeah. to seeing what's in them. But for those of you watching online, I have in this manila envelope, and it has not left my possession. I take it with me wherever I go. Have you I, read it? I, I, uh, no. I put, them, I put this envelope under my pillow when I sleep at night. <laughs> I, I have... Michael Martineau is looking at me very enviously because he wish he, he wishes he had a, 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 an envelope like this. Yeah. <laughs> I have in this manila envelope secret documents that were given to me by Stephen Comley Sr., Republican candidate for president, challenging uh, Donald John Trump. Yeah, he's on the ballot, too. Yeah, he is on the ballot. Yes, yeah, Stephen Comley Sr. I think I have a voicemail from him that I need to return. I'm bad about that. But I'm sure he will uh, present himself at some point if I do. But I have secret documents.
9: Yeah, he laid down $1,100 bills to run for president. Oh, my goodness.
3: Brian Mackey says, OMG, the Roger Rabbit documents. No, these are secret documents, sir. Please. (laughs) My goodness. Well, what do you have uh, over there, EZG, for Doc? EZG, are you going to do, uh, is this going to be an entertainment report?
9: a very small one. (laughs)
3: Now, is Peter okay with this? Is Peter White okay with you coming on here and doing an entertainment report?
9: I tried to get some stuff out today, but there were so many people in the room. Oh. It was difficult to get anything out.
3: So when he calls you and says, Easy G, what are you doing? You've cheated on me again with Matt Connerton. You'll just say, well, there were too many you people this, in the room? This,
9: this, 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 this I'm going to save for later. I'm just, gonna, I'm just marking it up. I'm just going to talk about two things. Two things. Wow. Two-minute entertainment
3: report. A two-minute entertainment report. All right.
9: Soon I'll be leaving the building, and and, uh... so
3: Peter White will be—he'll be okay with you coming here for a quickie. Is what? Oh yeah, definitely. That doesn't count. (laughs) Okay. Michael Martineau, why is that funny? I just meant a quick entertainment report. What are you laughing at?
9: Oh, so. so I,
3: you get your mind out of the gutter, Michael Martineau. <laughs> it's bad enough that you come in here and you insult Texans and call them all a dumb hillbilly rednecks with, with, with spurs on their boots who just walk around in, in cow poop all day. But now you just, you have a dirty mind, sir. How dare you? As to what you said, I'm. Yeah. Right, yes. Would you like to apologize? Your meme your meme might be listening on KCal in Dallas Fort Worth. Would you like to apologize to her?
0: Nope. No, no, no bad. Nothing to do with my meme, so
3: all right. Um Easy G, I don't know about you, but I'm beginning to feel that Michael Martineau is a bad influence on us. He might be, yeah. He's a corrupting influence. Yes. It's it, well, it started with Scumpy. Yeah. And now he's corrupting us. But uh, what do you have there,
9: Easy G? Well, with uh, a little over an a- hour. <laughs>
3: yeah.
9: Oh, sorry. I was, uh, yeah, I was channeling those, Peter White. Uh, that's what Peter White does yes, all yes, the time. Yes, A little less than an hour, there's going to be an event called Jammer Jams. It's a free event over at the Cafe of the Ron. And uh, the lovely Ali Bodre is the host. And uh, Ali Bodry Yes, it's going to be a special guest tonight. Uh, Paul Nelson is in the house. I heard him play at the bookery a while back. He's really good. Who? Paul Nelson. Oh, I'm not familiar with him. He's an artist. He's played over at the, uh, the Bookery. He's played at uh, Cafe de Ron, He's played at the um, that place over across the street from the Palace Theater. The um, There's an art studio over there. I forget the name. Jupiter Hall. Jupiter Hall, yeah. He's played all oh. over town. Oh, he's Very played good. at Panucci's Music Hall, apparently. Uh, Carol Rubidoux. Carol Rubidoux. I
3: think that's the correct pronunciation. Yeah, and then
9: later on, after that event, is over. It's 5.30 to 7.30. I'm going over to the Wire Rover. Oh, you're doing a personal appearance. Good for you. Yeah. And the uh, 2000. I assume they're paying you. The 2019 Songwriter of the Year, Amanda McCarthy, will be in the house at 8 o'clock.
3: Oh, I thought you were the uh, Songwriter of the Year. I thought that's no. where you were going with that for your uh, album uh, Hard G that no. you put out. Uh, that's got some dope beats and some um, some fire rhymes and no, that's things. That's my very
9: small entertainment report.
3: Michael Martineau, he, uh, Hard G on, on his debut album, he gets it in, if you <laughs> know what I mean. That's what the young people say now, I think. They talk about getting it in. Yes, they yes, do. Yeah, and it's not the least bit whack. I think they say that as well. They say that, right, G? They talk
9: about I don't know, it
3: not being whack. Right, you're a veteran of,
9: of the hip-hop scene. Listen, an old fart.
3: Uh, Brian Mackey in the Facebook live chat says, Wait, uh, what? Michael Martino, I'm <laughs> from Texas. Oh, my goodness. You uh, want to apologize to Brian
0: Mackey for the... I'm sorry, Brian Mackey. <laughs> oh boy. It
3: is interesting to me, uh, Michael, that you will apologize to Brian Mackey, yet you will not apologize to your meme.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, she's not listening because K-Cow is made up.
3: k What? k <laughs> K-Cow is the, the biggest uh, country in Western and, and talk
0: radio station in all of Texas. I looked it up. It, it, it's in like Washington or something like uh, that. I looked y- it are up. You, are you calling Matt a liar? <gasps> <gasps> <laughs>
3: oh. oh. Michael Martineau, would you like to apologize to me <laughs> for saying that I'm lying about our new affiliate, KCOW, oh,
0: in Dallas-Fort Worth? Uh, I apologize, Matt, about Calling you a liar about KCal. Now I
3: appreciate your apology, Michael, but it is interesting to me that you will apologize to me, but you will uh not apologize to your meme. Uh, shouldn't you apologize to your meme? Your poor meme. She's probably listening on KCal.
0: I apologize, Meme, once again. <laughs> Thank you. My, my my tongue keeps whipping and then I'm I'm going to show tonight as well. What does your tongue keep doing? What? Your tongue keeps what? Swipping. Like Oh, slipping!
9: Well, what show are you going to, Michael Martino?
0: Yes. I'm, I'm going to the Master's Show over at Central High School. We're doing... You sound like you're doing an entertainment report, Michael Martino. <laughs> oh,
3: wow. Yes, go ahead. Well, tell not, tell, tell sounds, us about the show you're going yeah, to. Yeah, that sounds like fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, twice a year, um, Central High School's mascot, which is the drama club, does a fall and a spring show. So, the fall... The fall show this year is Julius Caesar with a World War free twist on it. Kind of like a nineteen eighty four twist on it. Oh. So, so it's gonna be interesting. It runs tonight, tomorrow night and Sunday afternoon. Ten bucks to get in, five bucks for students, seniors and veterans, and then I'll probably hit the I'll probably hit the Rover after that but on my way over to Electric Avenue Arcade. Oh, wow. A night on the town. Yes. You're a man
3: about town, Michael Martino. Yes, I am. And uh, it's like you're uh, you're going to be going out carousing.
9: Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you'll be able to get in for the five dollar ticket. You used to be a student there.
0: That's what I'm planning on. I'm yeah. trying to.
9: Yeah, but you don't look you don't look uh, seventeen anymore, though. I do still have a student ID, so
0: maybe I'll uh, use that.
3: I bet if Scumpy were there, he'd say, "Hey, why don't you just lie about that you're." still a student there <laughs> wouldn't he he'd just tell Probably. you a lie, yes and then you'd end up getting tossed out and it would be his fault
0: again and when we cleared cleared that one up oh right. that's
3: right you did clear the air
0: well i thought that you no know, what's funny about that is
3: i thought you had cleared the air but then yesterday he brought it up again when he called wasn't that weird
9: yeah. Don't be called again yesterday. He called yesterday. I missed the show, y'all.
3: And he brought up the whole... You You missed the show? I huh. was
9: with my father, the king of all hearts, doing uh, yard work. So. Yard work? Where are yeah. your
3: priorities, sir? What kind of yard work could you possibly have to do in the Leaves fall? Leaves
9: and branches.
3: Leaves yeah. and branches. Uh,
9: oh, to the dump.
3: Oh, boy. I just, yeah, why not just let that all just sit there and rot for the winter?
9: Yeah, that, that's, my, that's my plan. Isn't that
3: just. easier? <laughs> yes. How's your mom doing?
9: I'm not doing the best. She
3: could do some burns. Oh, her back's really hurting her. That sucks. Yeah, it's not good. Is she better, though? I mean... There's... Not lately, now. Oh. Oh, that's too bad. Thanks. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear it, too.
9: Is, is, she, is she in pain? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, jeez.
3: Well, that's a bummer. not good. It's got to be tough on you guys, too.
9: It's tough on my uh, father. The king of all hearts, believe me. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, but why are you laughing? Are you laughing at his pain?
9: Uh, no, definitely not. I didn't know it's if maybe there was nervous some, laughter.
3: some issues from childhood. You were working out there by laughing at him. Nervous laughter. Oh, okay. Right. Did you find that a little weird, Michael Martino, that he's, he was laughing? <laughs> he's talking about how hard things are in his dad, and he starts kind of laughing. Did
0: you find, so, the, find that a little weird? Yes, I do, actually. I'm kind of <laughs> ca- specific. I mean, specific, suspicious of EGG right now.
3: Yes. EZG, I think you owe an apology to Michael Martineau's meme.
0: Why, why should I apologize
9: to Michael Martino's meme? Well,
3: I don't know. You should apologize to somebody. Aren't <laughs> you right. ever just? Don't
9: you ever? <laughs> time just... I, I apologize to you, and that I, I that I, I I would like that.
3: No, <laughs> I don't. When, I don't remember the that. The
9: summertime when, when I was working at Creamland. Yeah. And you were all excited, but you go with the right shirt.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
9: yeah. It sounds like to Peter White the show that kind of ended oh, up. and then yeah. Later on, Peter said, "Oh, you're going to pay for that later on when Matt hears it." Yes. And then I called up, and I you said, hurt my goes, feelings. Oh, it takes a proud man to apologize. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize, and I don't want like that. Then you I kind saw. of
3: pat yourself on the back for <laughs> apologizing. Yes, you did hurt my feelings, EZG. I wept. Yeah. I wept openly. Yeah, I bet you did. Uh, Michael Martino's meme called me to make sure I was all right, <laughs> and uh, and I told her that you would be
9: apologizing to her. I remember he died years ago, so. and my grandmother.
3: Wow, way to bring the.
9: <laughs> hey, it happens.
3: <laughs> well, I do- well, you don't have to be so callous about it. Hey, it happens. Jeez, didn't you love them?
9: I did. Well, okay, they were great people.
3: Yes. Well, like, wait, back in the day. Back in
9: the day, right one day and everybody in this room with it will be gone.
3: Not me, brother. I'm going to live forever like the kids oh, from fame. It's
9: like Hollow Queen there. She said that the other day when she, she was on the show.
3: She said she's going to live forever.
9: Yeah, Peter said, I don't know about like
3: that. Like the song, like the Oasis song. You, you and why, I are going to live
9: forever. Why would you want to live forever?
3: I Probably not. Well, if I could stop aging and live forever, that would be pretty yeah. cool. If,
9: if I could be a vampire. If you want to be old and then be in a lot of pain, that wouldn't be any fun.
3: Right. I don't want to be old and decrepit and uh, just uh, continue to live forever. Or what? You know what is interesting to me, ZG, and you're a you're a religious man, right? You believe in heaven I, I, and, and I, the afterlife. I, I try to be, yeah. What if this is something nobody ever talks about, right? What if there? Let's suppose there is an afterlife, but what if it turns out the afterlife sucks? What uh, do you do then?
9: Yeah, I i I'm, I'm hoping that's not the truth. Like, like, life... From what I hear, is not the truth. Life is
3: finite, but what if you get to heaven and it's like, it's kind of boring here. I'm so bored I could kill myself. Oh, wait, I can't. I'm already dead. Yeah. And this is eternity.
9: Yeah, from what I hear, it's not, that's not the case.
3: Because, well, here's why I worry,
9: specifically. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard that. Well, I mean, for born. one
3: thing, I, I am pro-choice and pro-gay marriage. True. so So I will be going to hell. But what if I did, by some miracle, end up in heaven... And then God was like, uh, you did not support uh, Donald John Trump. So oh, uh, yeah. so you're going to be uh, cleaning the toilets uh, here in heaven, sir, <laughs> oh, because you did not support the most godly president <laughs> that I ever gave you. Oh, yeah. uh, sure. You instead chose to mock him. And by mocking him, uh, by extension, you mocked me. What if what if yeah. what, 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 that would be that would be so terrible. Yeah, it would be. Why are you taking your headphones off, EZG? All right back. All right. Are you going to uh what are you going to do?
9: Uh the little boys room. Yes, yes.
3: Well, I mean, I, I assumed as much, but just making sure. I was afraid that I uh chased you off because All right, good. Good. Yeah. So EZG, uh he'll be back. He is uh he is going to use the restroom. Uh Brian Mackey in uh, Brian Mackey in the Facebook live chat says <laughs> Well, it's not like this life was all that great. Ha. Huh? I know, but what if the afterlife is even worse and you're stuck there forever? Oh, boy. Now what do you think, Michael
0: Martino? You just have to you just have to deal with what the Kaja give cards are given to you if if af, if if you die and afterlife's bad, you you just have to With food in your mind. But what
3: if, like, what if the afterlife, like, what if instead of going to heaven, you just kind of, like, float around and stuff? That would get tiresome after a while, right? Just, like, floating around, just, like, looking down on everything, just being like, oh, I'm dead, and here I am, just kind of, you know, floating around, (laughs) and I'm just going to do this for eternity, just float around in this nebulous form in the sky, and, like, what if... And you know what would be the worst thing? Like, what if it turns out the whole haunting thing isn't even real? So, like, you're dead, and you're a ghost, and you're just kind of floating around, and you don't even get to haunt anybody. Like, it turns out that that's all fake, and you're just, for all eternity, you're just, you're just there. Looking down upon off. Yeah. 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 Is that not depressing to think about?
0: I don't really want to go that far right now. I
3: mean, I don't mean, I don't mean to bring the show down, but EZG brought the, the show down with, oh, yeah, everybody, all these people in my family just died, and someday we're all going to die. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right, EZG. Thanks. Someday we're all going to die. What if it happens all at once? What if there's
0: an asteroid headed toward Earth right now? Hopefully the U.S. Has a... Hopefully somebody has some this destroy it i
3: hope so but then we run into another problem so donald john trump is our president so we have to hope that he's competent enough to give nasa the order to fire the missile into the asteroid what if he gets distracted or something like what if he's busy tweeting that he's mad at uh somebody he's mad at uh ambassador Ivanovich or something and it's like uh you know mr president we got to do this and he's like hold on and you know and then we're all dead i mean it's possible that is true yes thank you we know what would happen if george w bush were president when an asteroid was headed for earth he'd be in front of a bunch of school kids reading my pet goat and if someone came into him came into the room and said mr president there's an asteroid headed toward earth he'd probably just continue to sit there and read my pet goat for oh about eight minutes but that was George W. Bush. Speaking of Texas. Now, you if you were to say that he, George W. Bush, was a—or um, criminal. I, I mean, uh, if you were to say that he was a uh, like a hillbilly in Texas walking around with boots and spurs, I don't think anyone would mind uh, Michael Martineau. <laughs> what do you think, EZG? What if there's an asteroid headed toward Earth right now? What should we do?
9: Uh, say your prayers, I guess.
3: Right, right. Brian Mackey is asking, uh, wait, what asteroid? Well, hopefully there is not one. But if there is, uh, uh, maybe we should do like, uh, like they used to, to tell the kids in the 50s. You know, if, if there's a, like a nuclear attack, you just duck and cover. You know, you get under the desk, duck and cover. There was even a song. I don't know if that works with an asteroid.
9: Yeah, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine about what you were saying the other day about those, those religious characters on television. That what do they do with all their money is he got really mad. He goes, what do you mean? He says, well, sometimes I wonder what they do with their money. A friend of mine wonders that, too.
3: Yeah. Well, they buy uh, private jets. I
9: said, some of them have ripped people off. He goes, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, there's some bad ones out there. But she goes, it was bad. Don't throw the... It makes me wonder, you know. It does make me wonder what they do with all that cash. Mm -hmm. They're living large, EZG. Living large. Is that necessarily a good thing, I wonder?
3: No, it's not. (laughs) Well, it's not in the sense that it's actually I think, uh, very anti christian but they don't really believe in God in my opinion, like people like Jim Baker it and makes me and wonder yeah Joel Olstein and whatnot. I believe that the they're Club. I believe that they're actually atheists because if they really believed in God, they would be terrified makes to do what they do makes because um uh, is it
9: the 700 Club the one that want to do those uh, those food things? Oh, Jim Baker's thing. Is that the 700 no, club?
3: No, uh, Pat Robertson is the 700 club. But Jim Baker does the staying alive so food buckets.
9: Them. Yeah. I mean, I saw Joel Olstein. I read, I, I saw him at Boston Garden and I saw him at the, uh, I read one of his books. I used to be really big into Joel Olstein, but now I kind of wonder, you know?
3: Hmm. W- what appealed to Joel Olstein? Uh, what what appealed uh, to you
9: about him? I seemed like a real nice guy, but now I want to wonder, you know? I don't know. He seems a little too nice. Right. He's like too nice. You
3: know? Yes. He's kind of secular, though. Like, he tries not to shove his uh, religion in your face.
9: Right. But he just, he just, nothing, 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 there's nothing wrong with money, obviously. Right. Everybody needs money to survive. But yes. He's like, he seems like like have a ton of money.
3: Yes. Yeah. Because he doesn't really believe in God. I guarantee it. I promise you. There's no way. <laughs> it
9: because, makes me wonder. I don't know if 100%. But.
3: Because he would be afraid of ending up in hell. It's like it says in the Bible. No, for real. I really believe this. It says in the Bible... It's easier for uh, what is it a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. You're right. Yeah,
9: it makes me wonder a little bit. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but these people treat religion as a business. And if I remember correctly, because I did go to uh, Catholic school from grade two to grade eight, so I remember some. And I believe the only instance in the Bible of Jesus really losing his temper violently was when he walked into the temple, and he saw I think in the Bible they're called money changers. He saw the merchants. Selling stuff in God's house, and he got really mad and said, "Not in my father's house." He and he started over. flipping tables over. Yes. Yeah. Usually he kept
9: us cool, but that one day he did not.
3: That one day he did not. Yeah. So. No, I think it's I think what what these people do is very unChristian, and I think they're just they're not believers. I mean, they've turned it into yeah. a, a business. They've built multi million and billion dollar empires and and uh no they're not they're not believers they can't be they can't literally i mean unless they're able to maybe some of them are able to dilute themselves so much that they honestly believe their own bs and this (laughs) and this prosperity gospel nonsense that you know well i must be uh i must be extra godly god clearly wants me to be rich like uh like paula white you know (laughs) (laughs)
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> we should all try speaking in tongues together maybe the three no. of us could speak in tongues it'd be great
9: never be able
3: to do it yet. right brian says uh matt look at it this way god must have a sense of humor i mean come on look at the world so maybe he will say matt loved your show bro come on in i don't know <laughs>
9: i don't know god does have a sense of humor no doubt about that you think so? Oh, definitely.
3: I don't know. I saw his last uh, Netflix special, and I wasn't that <laughs> impressed. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going to get struck by lightning. Uh, that'd be terrible. What would you guys do if I were suddenly struck by lightning? Would you uh, Would you feel bad, or would you kind of be like, hey, he probably had it coming?
9: I'd feel bad. You'd feel bad? Yeah. I'd feel bad. You'd feel bad? Yeah, yeah. Some people love to get struck by lightning, but that doesn't necessarily kill them.
3: That's true. That's true. I could survive. It could be a warning shot. Like, I could be struck by lightning, and that could be God's way of saying, dude, you got to, you know, lighten up on the Trump a little bit and uh, maybe, uh, you know, stop being so okay with the gay marriage. Yeah. But I'd have to stick by my principles. Yeah. I believe everyone should have the same rights. Yeah. Yeah. But you believe that too, Easy G, don't you? Even though you're a religious man, I believe you uh, are on record saying that you're okay with the gay marriage.
9: Oh uh, yeah, definitely.
3: Mm. But you go to aren't you a Universalist?
9: I go to a couple different churches, yeah.
3: But you go to the universe. What is it? The, the Universalist first, Unitarian.
9: Well, First Church and Grace Church—they're they're pretty much o and A uh, ONA church, but they they are open to all people.
3: I like the you use all because all, everyone all, all wins. Welcome.
9: All are welcome. Right. It's nice when everyone wins. The Catholic Church, they don't really feel that way, unfortunately.
3: Well, the Catholic Church, you know, it's a little bit different.
9: They're more rigid. Like a a friend of mine says, when you're uh, going to the Catholic Church all the time, you have a stronger, I mean, you have a harder path to the the heaven.
3: Right. And you have a harder body because you've been doing all those aerobics (laughs) if you go to Catholic
9: Mass, you know.
3: True. Yeah, there's a lot of sitting, standing, kneeling, jumping jacks. You got to shake hands when you do the peace be with you, all of that. It's crazy.
9: With all the problems, you got to spin
3: your partner, do si
9: do. With the attendance at church, you, you, you would think the churches would be open for anybody to come in and, and worship. That's not how religion works, CZG.
3: No, but it's nice that you go to churches that are more inclusive. Yeah. Do they have lunch specials?
0: Lunch specials? Yeah. I like the Hopknot seven dollar lunch specials. Yeah, no, do they have Because
3: really. I that that would get me to go to church.
8: No,
3: I would really. totally go to church. <laughs> yeah, or if they had like uh, free donuts and coffee.
9: Yeah, well, we, we. I'd go to confession for yeah, that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Our first starts and grace starts. We don't do confession over there, so. You do or you don't? You don't. Yeah, because
3: that's a Catholic thing, right?
9: Right, that's a Catholic thing where you go to confession. Yeah. Hmm.
3: I thought uh, communion was a Catholic thing specifically, but then I found out no that uh, do they do communion at the? Well, Grace Church do?
9: does it every week, but First Church only does it uh, first Sunday of the month, and occasionally they'll do it. In, well, they do it at the chapel, and then First Church will do it at the um, well. This Sunday they'll do it. Uh, uh, I don't know if they do it. They do it certain Sundays because it's special. Oh, World Communion Day or something like that. Or, oh, World they, Communion but Day. But they don't do it every day. And then you can get you can get a. Uh, you can get some bread, or you can get a um, rice cake, uh-huh. gluten free there, and or and, and then you get a little uh, glass, little cup, and it's uh, filled with grape juice. Yeah, so, so that way you don't all sh- all shake, you don't all gr- drip, you don't drip, you don't all drink from the same cup, which is kind of gross. Right, right, yeah. But they don't do that at St. Joe's Church anymore because they stopped doing it a couple years ago because of uh, the, the hepatitis.
3: The hepatitis break. The oh, uh, flu outbreak. season. Oh, yeah.
9: And I guess they decided to continue it.
3: Because there is a hepatitis uh, outbreak in New Hampshire.
9: Yeah, I know. I got my hepatitis uh, A shot uh, months ago, and then I got my booster shot.
3: Oh, good. Uh, Yes, because
9: it is quite a big problem here in the city of Manchester.
3: Brian Mackey says donuts and coffee is AA, I heard from a friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no donuts and coffee. I'll tell you what, though. If they served pizza, (laughs) like, if if they did, let's say, like, at church, like, any church, if they did, like... uh, Maybe pizza and some Diet Pepsi. Even just once a month, I'd totally, I'd be, I I would be born again. <laughs> Pepperoni pizza. Nothing gross on the pizza, though. Yeah. Like none of that Hawaiian pizza with the pineapple. That is an abomination. <laughs> that is an abomination to, to God, I believe. That is satanic. Well, I don't know about that. Yes. <laughs> you know what's really, sa- sa- the most satanic food, I believe, is corned beef. I truly believe if there is a Satan, he eats corned beef. It's disgusting. Dude, corned what? beef, it's like the texture of it. It's all stringy. It's like meat that's already been chewed.
9: You it, like that, Mike?
3: It is the devil's food. Do you eat that, Michael Marino? <laughs> How do you eat that?
9: He'll eat almost anything. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Is that true? <laughs> almost. Oh, yeah. goodness. You'll eat oh, corned oh, beef? Speak, speaking of oh. that, before I leave, will, so you, nasty. will you be helping out to clean up after the show tomorrow night? When they have all the tables downstairs. Oh, that, <laughs> no, that's no, best, Boston Pops. Oh yeah, we we doing that again this year. Did I tell you that story all about.
3: Brats and Pops is that where you uh, Brats and Pops y- you eat last some, year uh... when I was
9: still working there with Michael. Oh. They said, anybody want to stay an extra, extra hour to help clean up? And all Michael did was help clean up the plates downstairs with a little food. Oh. <laughs> See, I thought you said
3: brats and pops, like, like you have uh, bratwurst and, and soda.
9: They serve a lot of uh, nice food downstairs, but like, uh, you, uh, you pay extra money to sit on the floor and you get food. So a lot of people don't come up and get our, our overpriced food oh. over at the arena. Oh. So Michael said, I'll help out. And it, 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 all he did was help out the plates. Oh yeah, yeah. has was some extra, f- oh, food. <laughs> hey, that's how
0: you do it. I yeah. Hey, I respect that. Yeah, I'll work i uh, I'll work a uh, probably ten hour shift tomorrow. So yeah, it's gonna be a long day. Yeah. Oh my goodness,
3: are you still uh, working at the farm?
0: Yeah, try and work on a Try and work on a Better schedule over there, but we'll, we'll see what happens. How
3: is it that you have two jobs and EZG has none?
0: Because I'm more committed than him.
3: Oh snap <gasps> Oh
0: Oh
3: wow oh, You got served EZG I did. You, I think the young people say that Right Michael Maro yes. yes You got served You got served a plate of corned beef Wow that's
0: not very nice
3: No No Would you like to apologize to uh, EZG for what you said
0: I saw EZG Oh I accept your apology Would
3: you like to apologize to your MMA
0: I apologize to MMA <laughs> Alright
3: well good <laughs> Well, good. (laughs) What? Michael's Uh, meme cares about you, Easy G. She told us.
9: He's probably not even listening. (laughs) No, she... But then uh, again, you never know who's listening.
3: I was forwarded a voicemail that she left for the management at (laughs) KCOW saying that uh, she really cares for, uh, for you, Easy G. Oh, my God. She thinks you're great. She thinks you're wonderful, and she wants you to go to Texas and visit her. Oh, boy. Could be wonderful. You could be Michael Martineau's uh, grand stepdad, step granddad. Oh, How would that work? Well, you're old enough, right?
9: Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of scary. Wow, yeah.
3: You'd welcome it. Would you welcome EZG into your family, Michael Martineau, oh, if he uh, married your meme? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. I have, I'm not going that far now. Oh, well, my God. Well, I just, I think it would be nice. Yeah. I think it'd be a nice reality show.
9: Yeah, that'd be t- kind of too weird. Really? Yeah. You you could I call... Think, I think my my uh, going down, dun, 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 down the aisle, days are over.
3: I think the show, I think it should be from your uh, point of view, and it should be called I Married Michael's Meme.
9: Yeah.
3: be great. I think it'd be a hit. You'd be bigger than the Kardashians. Yeah. It actually would be. It actually would be. I would watch it. Yeah. And I think I speak for everyone when I say we all would watch it, except for Michael. He'd be yeah. too upset. Yeah,
9: yeah. I don't. I don't see my, myself getting married anymore.
3: Would you call him granddad?
9: I was married once. I'm trying to think about that right now. Yeah,
3: yeah. That'd be
9: too weird for Michael. Yes. Right. <laughs> you,
3: you've all heard the story, right? When I was a kid and and my father and my stepmother sat me down and they wanted me to call my stepmother Debbie. They wanted me to call her mom. Oh, I've heard that
9: story a couple times. Yes. <laughs> and
3: I I, and I basically said, uh, I basically didn't say anything. I kind of shrugged like, yeah, sure, whatever. When in reality, I had zero intention of actually doing that. She was not my mother. Yeah. And, and But I have no lingering issues with it. It's all been worked out through therapy. I don't have a problem with it now. I don't know why I even brought it up. It was a long yeah, time ago. It was when yeah. I was a kid. What's it matter now? I'm a grown man in my 40s. I'm obviously past it all. But that woman was not my mother, damn it.
9: Doesn't sound like it.
3: No, I know. She was not my mother. She was my stepmother. Boy.
9: Yeah, exactly, EZG. Sounds like you were dealing with it uh, like an hour ago.
3: I don't know why you would say that. How dare you? You should apologize to me. Oh, sorry. You're, you're talking to me like I'm some Texan.
9: Well, my hour's up, so. <laughs> you, do you have the to most, leave us, most EZG? foolishness I can accept for my three hours I put into the radio right stations.
3: Oh, my. Well, you've been
9: working hard, EZG. Yeah. Yes, you
3: were on the morning show for two hours. <laughs> I and got then up at 5 a.m. Came... for all this foolishness. 5 a.m. Clearly, Remember what
9: Company used to say. I got up at 6 a.m. for three years and I got couldn't Peter White bring me some muffins?
3: Right, I do remember that.
9: <laughs> and Peter White did show up for his, uh, his uh, show.
3: I'll tell you what, if if they brought me muffins at church, I would go.
9: But hey, all mm. three of us have shown up for one of Scumpy's shows. And of course, Michael got thrown out of one of them.
3: That's <laughs> true. You're probably next EZG, with your track record. You're hey, going Yeah, I get...
9: showed up and I was there for three three songs. We're really in my cup of tea, but that's okay.
3: Right, right. So you don't like Scumpy's music. Is it is it too satanic?
9: It's too
3: loud. All those minor chords. It's too loud. And the, those distorted guitars. I mean, it is the music of Satan. You can say yeah, it. You're, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yes, clearly, yes. And a godly man such as you, with your church and your muffins, you, you cannot... Uh, there's uh, There there goes EZG. He is leaving. Oh, he's wearing a... Why are you wearing a scarf? It's not that cold, is it? It's cold. And I guess it's kind of cold. There was one day you showed up here. You were so bundled up, I didn't know it was you at first. I thought it was like uh, Boba Fett from the original Star Wars. I could I could barely even like see any of you. It was uh, really strange. I'm not even a big Star Wars guy. I don't know why I bothered to make that reference. But uh, you like Star Wars, Michael Martineau? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm more of a Trekkie myself. Easy G, you like the Star Wars? Yeah, no, trekkie. no, you're you like the Star Wars, but you're no Trekkie. No, no trekkie. My goodness. Well, that's uh, I heard uh. I heard Michael's meme likes the uh, Star Trek. Just saying. Just. <laughs> just saying something to keep in mind. You know? She likes the you could shave your head, you'd look just like Jean-Luc Picard. I do that in summertime. Though. Right. I know. In the summertime, you look just like Jean-Luc Picard. It's remarkable. You're all, but you, you really are, for those of you watching on the Facebook, doesn't G look like he's dressed for the middle of February? I mean, I know we had a cold snap, but my goodness. This is, uh, you, you're you all bundled up. You look like you're getting ready to go out and make a
0: snowman. <laughs> go out and like a noise with like 20 inches of snow. I
3: know, right? Yeah, well, he is prepared. Got to give him that. He's ready. He's Yes, yes, you are a, a, true, uh, a true New Englander. All right, EZG, thank you so much, my friend. Always nice to see you. Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar.
6: Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot
3: in the break. Lady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street, from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire. You are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Hey, uh, Matt, this is Jeff Cassell. Doctor Jeff Cassell, how are you, sir?
10: Yeah, I've been. I've been watching these uh, fascinating impeachment hearings, although. Uh, some of this testimony is starting to get pretty redundant.
3: Yeah, I felt that way, too, today. I, I felt like, yeah, we're kind of, um, at a certain point, we're kind of going in circles. I was kind of relieved that they were done testifying before I started the show.
10: Yeah.
3: Uh, but what occurred
10: to me as all of this is going on is, and, and, and it's very sad, uh, nearly every uh, Republican on the committee is desperately trying to defend uh... their president donald j trump yes. uh... but uh, trump's uh, transgressions his uh... outrageous behavior his uh... insulting behavior his criminal behavior uh... and his intimidating behavior is really out there for everybody to see and the republicans are now basically in a trap now i'm a registered republican uh, in this city, and I go to Republican meetings, but I- I'm the bet noir of the Republican Party in this city uh, because I represent traditional Republican values, which is you know watching uh, out for uh, the next generation so that we don't dump uh, a massive amount of unpayable debt onto future generations. Yes, uh, and the cost of that debt, which is interest, but that doesn't seem to really. Uh, uh, characteristic of the current Republican Party, which is mainly now uh, making a giant effort to protect uh, Donald Trump, who's really not much of a Republican. And so they're trapped. Mm -hmm. And uh, every day that these investigations go on, uh, Republicans look less and less credible because uh, the terrible behavior of Donald Trump is right out there in plain sight. It's not just the Ukraine uh, scandal. I mean, there are so many scandals surrounding Trump. His uh, Trump is constantly trying to portray himself as a victim of other people, <laughs> right. the victim of investigations. But ironically, he wanted an investigation of the Bidens.
5: Right, right.
10: And he wanted an investigation of Hillary Clinton when he was running for president.
5: That's right. And he
10: wants an investigation of the FBI, <laughs> Comey, uh, and, and so many other DOJ officials. Yeah uh he's very happy with investigations of other people of course but um he's uh very reluctant uh uh and very angry about uh, investigations that uh, look into his uh political and personal affairs
3: correct yes a- absolutely hey um you mentioned uh let me let me get your uh oh hello to Wayne Noel who joins us in the Facebook live chat let me get your uh perspective on this uh jeff because i think that um and you know Jenny and I were talking about this earlier I, and and I actually I think I did say it on the show the other day. I think you can take as far as Ukraine goes. You can take the quid pro quo completely out of it. The quid pro quo part of it to me isn't the re- the relevant part. The relevant part is Trump did in that uh transcript um and th- and by the way the transcript actually I think is in the end helped the Republicans a little bit because it turns out that the witnesses are okay with the transcript as was presented. So that's a little bit of a blow to the Dems because they were um, pinning a lot of their hopes on these witnesses saying, no, the transcript leaves out all kinds of stuff. However, um, in the transcript, Trump clearly asks for help for the Ukrainians to investigate the Bidens. So Trump is clearly asking a foreign power for help with his campaign. And to me, you can take the quid pro quo completely out. Whether there was or wasn't, that's not the point. The point is, and the crime, if it is a crime, and we can debate whether or not it is, um, at the very least, it's incredibly poor judgment. But regardless, he asked a foreign power for help. That would benefit his campaign. And the other big thing, too, by the way, is Rudy Giuliani, a man who is not a federal employee, who is not a member of Trump's cabinet, who has never been confirmed by anyone in Congress— Uh, To be uh, serving in any capacity, our country, uh, our, uh, you know, the current administration, apparently was in charge of our Ukraine policy. And that, to me, he's he's a private citizen. He's Trump's personal lawyer. I think the Democrats uh, are missing an opportunity there. They should really be hammering that home as, as much as possible. I think the quid pro quo part is almost a distraction. I think the two big things here to be concerned about, again, are simply that Trump asked a foreign power for help, shamelessly, which he has said he doesn't think there's anything wrong with doing that, when there clearly is, and that he's got Rudy Giuliani running uh, our policy in Ukraine.
10: What do you think? Well, I I understand all that. I mean, the irony is Trump kept insisting he he got no foreign help from Russians uh, during the last election. But during this election, he's requesting foreign help uh, right. that will benefit his campaign. So it's, right. it's complete hypocrisy. But th- this, is, this is not really what concerns me so much. What concerns me uh, is the 40% of America uh, that have to overlook a lot about Donald Trump uh, to continue supporting a lying, cheating, insulting sociopath... Uh, who is self-serving beyond anything we have ever seen coming out of the White House?
5: Mm-hmm.
10: And and in order to do this, uh, you have to ignore an awful lot about Donald Trump. <laughs> right now, in psychological terms, your your parents were in mental health, right? They, your father was a psychologist.
3: That's correct. Yes,
2: and my my mother was and, and, so so and
10: so, in order to uh, accept the reality of Donald Trump as their person.
2: Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumbo Casino online. I was only playing
1: for fun, so winning was a dream come
2: true. Chumbo Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website Details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
10: A hero and savior, uh, they have to embrace a lot of distortion of information. And uh, the cardinal feature of uh, psychological defense mechanisms, uh, as uh, outlined by Sigmund Freud, uh, is that it distorts information so you can transform it in a way that makes it acceptable so you can embrace it. But how in the world is a lying, cheating, uh, uh, insulting scoundrel... Acceptable even to the 40% of the Republican Party that has obviously lost their minds and <laughs> lost their way and needs to be reacquainted with their conscience.
3: Right. Um...
10: And, you know, I mean, try, try, trying to imagine uh, that Donald Trump could be reacquainted with his conscience, it would be a fool's errand <laughs> uh, because Donald Trump has no conscience. Uh, he is completely self-serving. And the whole world sees it, but 40% of America uh, does not. And and so this means that the Democrats are leading the Republican Party into a battle that the Republican Party will actually lose. Because as these hearings progress, and they'll probably keep it going as long as they possibly can, right up into the New Hampshire primary, yeah. uh, a lot of these Republicans who find uh, this need uh, to defend uh, a president of the United States who claims he's a Republican, but actually he's been a, uh, a registered Democrat for most of his life,
5: mm-hmm.
10: uh, they're jumping on board uh, the Trump Express. <laughs> but in that process, uh, each day they diminish their chances. The Republican senators and congressmen, they diminish their chances for reelection because they are spewing nonsense in defense of the indefensible. You know, the truth is, we've got a lying, cheating sociopath sitting in the White House, and and it's out there in plain sight. It's not just the Ukraine scandal. I mean, we're talking about Donald Trump taking vacations uh, that he claimed he wouldn't have time to do because he's going to be working 100% of the time, seven <laughs> days a week, for the American public. He won't have time for golfing and resorts. He takes his whole entourage uh, not to Camp David, right. the government uh, facility, he takes them to his own personal resorts. Yes. So he's jetting down there with his entourage, with the Secret Service, uh, uh, and with uh, other members that he needs to confer with in uh, in the government uh, on the taxpayer's dime. Yes. And and uh, this is a, a violation of the clause in the Constitution that prevents a president of the United States uh, from personally benefiting financially from the office, and we've seen, seen so many uh, other examples of it. For example, when when uh, Trump wanted to hold the G seven meeting at his his <laughs> uh, uh, resort in Doral, yes, I mean this was so outrageous uh, uh, that he claimed that this would be the ideal location. It was so self serving, uh, and it was out there in plain sight for every. But I did not see. Many Republicans in public complaining about this. But it's not not. just DeRal and, you know, his, 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 you know, many trips to Mar-a-Lago or his resort in New Jersey. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. And if everybody, and, and and so many, so many American businesses and foreign businesses are taking rooms there and staying Mm there, and it's an obvious payoff to Trump, who benefits financially, this is this is so beyond the bounds of anything that I have ever seen <laughs> in politics. Yeah, uh, it's, obs- it's obscene.
5: It's shameless, and, yeah.
10: and this is okay with forty percent of yep. America. Absolutely, and eighty-five or eighty percent of the Republican Party, and yep. they're not going to recover from this. This is far worse than anything Nixon ever did. Yeah. So I guess what I want to leave you with is the idea that. In order for Republicans to protect and defend their hero, uh, even if they privately find him extreme, extremely unworthy of uh, protection, they do it anyway mm-hmm. because th- they are being blackmailed by the Trump base. Yeah, uh, which is pre- who this base is prepared to jump off a building, a political cliff with oh, yeah. Donald Trump. Uh, go ahead, go ahead.
3: Oh, I was just, well, first of all, let me just uh, clarify something. Uh, Stefan Philbrook in the Facebook live chat says, OMG, I just turned on. Is that the Pope? Uh, uh, Father Preach. I think he, uh, Stefan has you confused, uh, Jeff. We have another caller. Uh, you do sound a little bit like him, uh, Father uh, Sarducci, who calls in occasionally. I think Stefan thought you were him. You do sound somewhat alike. Uh, but no, so,
10: no, no, no. I've, I've listened to Father Bruno Sarducci. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't respect him. Uh, because Father Bruno Sarducci uh compares Donald Trump to the Pope,
5: yes, uh, yes. for
10: Father Sarducci, Donald Trump is almost uh a biblical messiah to right. the Republican Party, yes. who he worships yes uh, so i'm i 'm much much different than father sarducci i don 't know who is saying that they 're obviously uh uh, you know, going up a road that uh, is—it's almost like the distortion that the Republicans are using to protect Donald Trump. Right. And and this protection, they're gonna—the historians and psychiatrists are going to be writing <laughs> about the the, the Trump-anistas yes, and 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 the Trump protectors for the next five decades. Right. Because what's going on uh, is a—it's uh, uh, almost like. Uh, uh, these Trump protectors are in some kind of hypnotic trance, oh yeah and and uh, and and there 's no talking to them. Nope. I mean they become furious. I was at a recent meeting, a republican meeting and and i, I, I I'd had an argument with this uh, uh he 's a Republican operative here in New Hampshire, and I said, "Why do you protect a scoundrel like Donald Trump who 's cheated?" uh you know hundreds of his own contractors who's cheated mm-hmm. all the students at Trump University who's cheated on his tax free foundation which you know got shut down and he had to pay a big fine
5: mm-hmm.
10: and uh, you know who who's cheated uh the taxpayers of America trying to use tax money to pay for weapons to give to Ukraine if they'll uh engage in a, in a phony investigation of a political rival and who's cheated on every single wife. How does a normal Republican who's supposed to care about family values, <laughs> how do they support a scoundrel like Donald Trump? And right. you know what he told me, Matt? What? He said, would you prefer that I support a Democrat? Uh, do you have any idea what Democrats have done to this country with Social Security and Medicare? They are bankrupting
3: the country. Well, and was- he was serious. At least he didn't say uh, butter emails and uh, what about Benghazi. That's usually what they say.
10: Yeah, well, I, you know, I, he probably would have gotten into that right. uh, <laughs> uh, if we had had a more extensive uh, conversation. But what bothers me is is democracy is actually no longer working. It doesn't work in the United States. Hmm. Uh, you hear politicians say so often when somebody... Uh, if somebody says that they're, 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 you know, misstating facts, and, and they say, well, I'm not misstating facts. The American people, the American voter is too smart from that, for that.
5: <laughs> but the reality
10: is the American voter is an idiot. <laughs> the American voter doesn't even vote. Half of the votes uh, that potentially could have uh, uh, happened uh, during the last presidential election Half of the
3: people didn't vote. Right, right.
5: Oh,
10: yeah. Because they don't care. Right. Or they don't even know who to vote for because no matter who they vote for, they feel they're going to get screwed.
3: Right. Yeah, there's a and lot of that. And they're probably right. There's a lot of that. A lot of people feel that way. It's not that they're not interested. It's just that the, they're what so What disturbs
10: me so much is, is the distortion that's going on, you know, on TV for everybody to see when it's very clear that Trump is guilty of so many things. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what about his tax fraud? What about his tax evasion? It's a monumental uh, corrupt act, and nobody's talking about it. There, there were extensive uh, explanations, and nobody's talking about it because the Trump supporters claim that all news that is unflattering to Donald Trump is fake.
3: It's all fake news, yeah. Well, all they have yeah, to do is everything's
10: uh, fake yeah. except what comes out of the mouth of Donald Trump. All they have and to do is, the is definition uh, of a cult.
3: All they have to do is turn on Fox, and they'll be told, "Oh yeah, all this uh, stuff is fake." You know.
10: You know, uh, I, I do try to watch Fox News. It's very difficult to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, it's very difficult to hear to, to see an American broadcaster, you know, spewing four hours a night of lies and then repeating it into the late night hours and the early early morning hours. Yeah. It's very disturbing. Yeah. I mean, this is a complete <clears throat> abdication of journalistic responsibility and it's a it's a it's really a desecration of freedom of speech.
1: My
3: uh my biggest issue Jeff with the the reason I can't uh watch Fox News is um I don't like that um you know that feeling you get, like that burning sensation in the back of your throat when you, you know, like you throw up a little bit, but it's only a little bit, so you just swallow it back down? I have a hard time with that. It really bothers me.
10: <laughs> and so you're comparing that to watching Fox News?
3: Well, I'm saying that's what happens if I, you know, watch Fox News.
10: Now, you you know I'm a little bit of an artist, and I've designed a lot of paintings. You know about that?
3: I do know that, yes.
10: Yeah, but I had one painting that I wanted to do. And unfortunately I lost contact with the two artists uh that were working for me and this is actually a, an extremely important painting and so many of the paintings that I've designed are really political in nature. They're fine art oil paintings, but they're political uh cartoons as well. Yeah. Even though they're very realistic. Yeah. And this is the painting. Now, are you familiar with the painting called The Scream?
3: Yes, yes, absolutely.
10: Yeah. Well, I wanted to do that painting again, but instead of the character that was in the scream, I wanted to put you in that painting. Really? With your baseball hat, and the baseball hat would say something on the front of it. I haven't quite decided what that would be, but you would have your hands on your ears screaming. Yeah. And in the background... In the corner of the painting would be a TV set <laughs> with Sean Hannity oh. on the screen. Exactly. I love You've it. You got it. Sean Hannity would be on the screen, and you'd be reacting to it.
0: That screaming. Would be, that, would, that would be would But wonderful. without the sound. Right, right. It would
10: be great if we could actually have audio, too, with a, an oil painting like that. <laughs> but I never got that painting done. Uh, I probably should try to find a local artist to do it for me. Right. Because, you know, like you're swallowing vomit. That's the way I characterize what's going on in Fox News. Uh, it's very difficult to watch, and it's very hard to explain why people watch it. I mean, I mean, there is, I mean, it's even worse than listening to Donald Trump, because unlike Donald Trump, it doesn't go on for just an hour at some rally. It goes on forever. Right. And it's on the net and and the people that are eating up this um distortion of information, um they they can watch it endlessly. Oh yeah. And I am sure Fox News uh, you know, has a button you can press so you can watch Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson or any of their other uh, you know, hosts that uh uh get huge salaries for peddling political lies.
3: Yeah, I remember at one point uh we found out that uh Trump. I don't know if they still do this, but Trump was calling Hannity every night, looking for uh, advice.
10: Yeah. Well, you know what? It's a crazy world now, and uh, and we're watching. I mean, the United States has a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not particularly a defender of the Democrats. I don't like most of these Democrat candidates. Right. <clears throat> and and uh, you know, especially. Uh, especially Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders because their programs will basically double federal spending from about 4.5 trillion to 9 trillion when we can't even afford the programs we've got now. And let's say Elizabeth Warren succeeded in becoming President of the United States, she would have even less influence she has in the Senate because as President she doesn't even have one vote on budget bills that go to Congress. Yeah, And she's promoting these pie-in-the-sky programs that will double federal spending. And she actually thinks uh, wealthy people and corporations are going to foot the bill for this. But I don't think that corporations are going to be paying for the medical care of the average American because Congress is actually a subsidiary of corporate America.
5: Right, right. They
10: run things. Not you, not me. They run things because they pay for political campaigns. We don't pay for them. Uh, and and uh, it's almost impossible I, I mean we had we had last year we had the biggest corporate tax cut in American history
5: mm-hmm.
10: a 40 percent tax cut for corporations yes I mean I didn't get a 40 percent tax cut <laughs> I got a tax increase because they reduced and eliminated certain deductions that I took. Right, right. Um, and now, I don't have, you know, much income. I live on a pension. Yeah. So I deeply resented corporations uh, that are earning billions of dollars and you're getting a 40% tax cut. And, of course, some of them don't pay any taxes whatsoever. Right. Because there were new depreciation rules. You could fully depreciate equipment in one year instead of in three years or five years or seven years. Oh, yeah. So there's there's an act of screwing of the average American uh, and and Democrats uh, have participated in that as well. Of Don't course. forget, it wasn't just Republicans that voted to invade Iraq and give uh, right. uh, President Bush number two the authorization uh, to invade Iraq. There are plenty of Democrats that jumped on that ship as well, yeah. including Hillary Clinton yes. and uh, and Joe Biden. Well, this
0: is—I uh, mean, they
10: yeah. and and, and that Senator uh, Kerry. Yes. who, you know, voted for it before he voted against it. <laughs> I mean, the hypocrisy going on. And, and so you look at this, and, and you realize there's, there's no way to have any hope for the future, given the level of corruption that we see in our elected leadership. So democracy has basically completely failed.
3: Well, I can't, uh, so I, I, I can't sign on to the, the part about no hope for the future. I'm too much of an optimist. But but I do agree with you. I mean, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons, and it's a pretty extensive list. But one of the many reasons why I'm an independent, and I know some people think I'm a big liberal because I pick on Trump. But you know, it's it, come on, it's the lowest possible hanging fruit. Of course, I'm going to pick on Trump. But uh, no, I mean, at the end of the day, I really don't trust any of these people. You know, it's 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 hard to believe in any of them. And and uh, you know, I, I I again, I can't sign on to the no hope for the future part. But uh, but everything else you said, I I really uh, can't disagree with any of it, Jeff. To be honest, I you know, I think you're basically right, and and they're all in. They they are all in it in it together. As far as you know, I, I mean I always say, uh, I think to reach that level of power uh, federally, I, I think you do, you have to be somewhat of a sociopath. I think they're all probably uh, sociopaths, uh, maybe to, to varying degrees. But um, yeah, I mean I, I can't disagree with most of what you said
10: well i mean the the reason i I think there's not really too much hope for the future matt is because uh over the last 40 years and it really started 40 years ago there's been an accumulation of national debt uh and and uh, for example uh during the nixon years we went off the gold standard you remember you you you've heard about that right
3: yes yes it's something my now now,
10: i i'm I'm not a big advocate for gold as an investment but the gold standard really uh... uh... dictated that every u.s. dollar would have to be backed by a certain amount of gold Mm -hmm. so uh... uh, congress and 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 central banks could simply not print as much money as they wanted Mm -hmm. and over the last forty or forty five years I mean, we've had a massive increase in, in uh, the printing of money. Oh, yes. And, uh, oh, yes. And, 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 but the printing money is, is, is usually printed with the use of debt. And you, When a bank loans you money to buy a car, uh, they only have about 8% of the money they're loaning you on hand. So the other 92% or whatever it is, the majority of the money is actually just created mm-hmm. by this new debt. Right. And that's the system. It's called fractional reserve banking. That's how money is created, uh, for the most part. Now, in that creation of money, because you have to have debt to create money, uh, there's been an enormous accumulation of federal debt, of city debt, of state debt. There's just massive debt out there, which is actually unpayable. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the $23 trillion of federal uh, debt. In addition to that, there's over a hundred trillion of unfunded liability for these entitlements that I'm sure you're anxious to get when you reach retirement age, like Medicare and uh, and Social Security. I, I, uh, I these are pensions that, that older people need to live. I operate. going to uh, hire a seventy year old guy.
3: I operate. They don't want to
10: do it. There's too much uh, yeah. uh, uh, liability associated with hiring an older person, including medical liability.
3: I uh, I operate and, under uh, Jeff. I operate under the assumption that it won't be there by the time I'm that age.
10: Well it's it's not just that. Yeah. What will be there is the massive interest cost for all of this debt. I go to these town halls and I ask these presidential candidates who should be in command of all these figures. Mm-hmm. I ask them what did we pay last year in interest on the on the federal debt. They don't care. And, of course, none of them know.
3: They don't know. They don't And they care. take
10: some wild guess. Right. <laughs> and they don't care what anything... It doesn't no. matter whether they're a Republican or a Democrat. Right. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care about this no. cost. Now, you and I would care if we borrowed, you know, uh, $100,000. We'd care about the carrying costs every month. Mm-hmm. But the federal government doesn't care because they're not living in reality. <laughs> and, and, and this paralogic that's going on with the trump administration it's really mirrored in the democratic party mm-hmm. the democrat party yeah. and uh, even in the libertarian party uh, there's, there's a failure to add two plus two they can't add they can't subtract all they do is have campaign rallies and tell people a bunch of lies and promise things that they can't possibly deliver this is the political rally because everything now is not real it's a fantasy we're concentrating on ukraine i don't give a damn about ukraine it's an inconsequential country they're just looking for an opportunity to convince america that donald trump is a crook but anybody sane already <laughs> knew that right. There's endless evidence <laughs> that donald trump is a crook
5: right right and
10: forty percent of america is okay with it absolutely that is what's so disturbing
5: yeah no well, i'm not
10: going to take up any more of your time because I'm sure you have many callers that want to talk to you about this issue. But I, after watching that uh, hearing today, I just had to start complaining.
3: <laughs> I understand. I understand. Well, Jeff, I appreciate the call. I'm going to go now. All right, Jeff. Thank you so much for the call, my friend. That was uh, Dr. Jeff Cassell. Um, not Father uh, Father Bruno uh, Stefan. Uh, let's see. Just to catch up on the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, Stefan said, father, uh, Trump will be doing another volunteer appointment at Walter Reed soon, uh, possibly on a red vehicle with lights and sirens. Oh, that's a little dark. I don't wish that on anybody for, for anyone who isn't aware of what Stefan's referring to. Uh, there was that weird visit to, uh, Walter Reed on a Sunday because you know, who doesn't go to the doctor on a Sunday? Um, and, uh, so he went to, uh, Trump went to get checked out. Um, allegedly everything's fine Uh, there was a rumor that he had chest discomfort but I mean it wouldn't surprise me I mean when you've got a 70 something year old man who is obese and none of this is to be mean these are just the facts he is medically considered obese and he brags about he eats a steady diet of fast food um, and does not exercise because he is on record saying he believes that we're born with a finite amount of energy. And so exercise actually shortens your life because you use up. None of this is to be funny. He has said this because you use up your energy when you exercise. So um, for him to have gotten to this age and not had an issue is pretty impressive. He's got to have some good genes. You know, a dude his age at his weight with his diet is going to have a cardiac issue at some point. Again, I'm not wishing that I'm not a big fan of the guy, but I'm not wishing that on him. I, I would never do that. Um, not even joking, I wouldn't do that. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if there was something wrong. And we certainly, and we know, we can't trust the medical information that that we do here uh, when it comes to Trump. I mean, remember, this is the guy who, remember during the campaign, he got his uh, his personal doctor at the time, Uh, The weird guy Borowitz or something to release a letter saying that if Trump were elected president, he'd be like the healthiest person ever elected in the history of the galaxy or something because he's in such great health. And then we found out later, like I said, that uh, Trump actually dictated the letter. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. Stefan also said, agree, agree, uh, referring to what Jeff was saying. Uh, How far are these Republicans going to go when they realize uh, that they have dug too deep come on down to the hop knot at 1000 Elm Street Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar
6: tell us more Trudy we make our dough fresh every day we make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer cocktails and a few bottles of wine we do the traditional pretzel and we have multiple flavors for that we also do stuffed pretzels pretzel sandwiches free dessert pretzels and pretzel knots the hop knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000
3: Elm Street, From the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, you are tuned in to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this?
1: Hey, this is Mike from Pittsburgh. What's up?
3: Mike from Pittsburgh. What's up with you?
1: Uh, just uh, hanging out today. That was a pretty good get for your show there. And uh did did you say that Hopwood has a big hog?
3: Uh no.
1: <laughs> well, I may have okay, well, I may have alluded uh, to Matt, it. Are you friends with Chris James?
3: I do know Chris James. Yes. We've never met in person, but I'm a big fan and he says very very kind things about me as well.
1: Oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm also friends with him and he told me to call you oh. and get his phone number, which I lost even though he and I are very very <laughs> close friends.
3: Right, right. Oh, very, very close. So you've you've actually met in person.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, can I get that number, though?
3: Now, what number is that?
1: Chris James's phone number.
3: Oh, uh, we'll see if I give that to you on the air. Everyone will have it, and then everyone will be calling Chris James, and it'll be my fault. And then uh, he and I won't be friends anymore because he'll be mad at me. Well, he probably won't be that mad because he is Canadian, and Canadians are very nice.
1: Well. That's all well and good, hmm. Matt, but don't cross the prankaholics con man. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, that
3: was that was wonderful. I I very much enjoyed that. Yeah, you got these uh these teams out there. Uh you got uh the Prankaholics, you've got uh, Please and Prank You. Um uh, all of it. Yeah, Chris James of course, uh from Not Even a Show, which you can find on YouTube and and i'm a uh, i signed up on uh, patreon to be a patron so i can get the bonus content and uh, cuz chris also does something called uh you know only for members the uh, it's called the nothing more show and uh i, I was i was uh almost blushing at the uh, most recent uh, clip that uh he featured of this program in that show it's, it's very very nice you know it, it, chris is a, a really nice guy which is funny cuz we started out very very badly hi welcome to Matt Connerton unleashed who's this
1: Oh, uh, yes. Hello, Matthew. This is uh, Reginald calling in from Please and Prank You. Oh, right. Reg- <laughs> we'll on words there.
3: Did, were your ears burning? I was just mentioning Please and Prank You, uh, Reginald.
1: Well, what a happy coincidence, Matthew. Uh, yes. Well, I was just calling in today to ask if I could get some uh, personal details about my friend uh, Chris James. You see, uh, we're a rival organization, and we're trying to get the upper hand here, you know?
3: Right, right. Well, well what kind of personal details are you looking for? Now, keep in mind, Chris and I have never met in person, so I, I don't even know how tall the guy is. You know, so, I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I'll try to help you out if I can.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Just any anything you know, you know, uh, phone number, uh, middle mm. name, uh, phone number, address, yeah. phone number.
3: I don't know his middle name. Now, I do have a phone number for right, what's him. What's his phone number? Well, the thing is, as I explained to another gentleman, if I give it out on the air, everyone's going to be calling him, and it'll be my fault, and then I'll feel bad. I mean, literally everyone. Well, at least everyone who listens to the show. It might only be three people. But the point is, complete strangers are going to be calling him, and that and it'll be all because of me. I just, uh, I don't feel right about it.
1: Okay. Is so there anything? know on the phone number.
3: No, nah, Yeah, n- not on the phone number. I mean, I, th- there might be other personal details I can share. But again, I've never even met him in person. I just know him. All uh, right, all not, right.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, no problem. I, I understand that. Yeah. You know, uh, thank you for your time.
3: I'm, I'm sorry for pranking you right now. You know, please and prank you. What I, do. I, I, um, I,
1: I'm honored, uh, I'm probably going to lose my job. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> well,
3: I feel badly about that. I don't want him to leave his job. And I do love the name, Please and Prank You. Uh, I think it's wonderful. But, uh, yes, I do have a phone number for Chris James, but I shan't be sharing it. I won't even give uh, his number to John Hopwood, John Claude Hopwood, even though... John did tell Chris James, live on the air, that he loves him. He told him in French, but he did say, Chris James, I love you, in French, and it was a very, very nice moment. It was one of those, honestly, it was the kind of moment where, if it were at the end of a television sitcom from, like, the 1980s, it would be at the end of the show, after all the conflict has been resolved, and then you would hear the live studio audience in unison go, Ah, oh, it was that kind of moment. It was wonderful. And that's really uh, what we're about here. We're about moments and bringing people together. And um, just as I, uh, now look, I, I was incredibly tempted uh, to give uh, Chris James John Hopwood's phone number, but I resisted,
6: but uh, but I shan't be giving anyone. Uh... Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Or as we like to call it, they can't have just one deal. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McGriddles, McChicken Biscuit, Chicken McRiddles, or crispy hash browns. Want two sausage biscuits? Buy one, get one for a dollar. Want a sausage biscuit and hash browns? That's cool too. Choose more of what you love. Buy one, get one for a dollar at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Valid for item of
8: equal or lesser value. It cannot be combined with combo meal.